Hi, I'm Guy Trenin. I'm Allison High. And this is Tech Edge. And today we want to talk a little bit about our podcast on iTunes U. Uh, we've started posting all of our netcasts on iTunes U, and we want you to go there and get them. And iTunes U have changed a little bit, so we're going to show you exactly how to do that. Okay, to get to iTunes U, we used to go through the store, but now if you don't have iTunes U downloaded separately, if you go to the store and choose iTunes U, it'll guide you and download the new iTunes. So if we go into iTunes U, in this case it's here, it shows up like iBooks does. So you have a library of products that take a while to come up apparently. And here they are. This is my current uh, library and you can switch between the catalog on one side where you can find as many things as you want and it does take a second to load so be patient or you can see what I was looking at last time introduction to statistics or you go back to your library and these are things you've already downloaded and it has actually two ways to present one is this list going down the other one is more like the iBooks uh, shelf and each one of these shows up as a different program and then if you go this is our technology edge netcast and we click on it it'll open and all the downloaded shows will be there and if you want to subscribe to the uh, podcast all you have to do is press on a little sprocket on the right and just turn the subscription from off to on and the auto download to on and then every time we post something new you will have it ready to use on your iPad and again you go back you go back to your library and you can open anything else and there's a tremendous number of resources now available and uh, when you have a few minutes it's worth searching and seeing if there's anything else that fits into your curriculum and today we're going to focus on science and we're going to talk about uh, apps that fit science for a variety of grade levels and we're going to have a guest with us but first we're going to talk a little bit about a program we talked about last time and that's going to be brain pop uh, we talked about it with poetry last time and this time i just want to show you a quick way to find things for your classroom for either experiments or introducing a new topic i went ahead and pulled up brain pop for you and you can see it's the same screen that we talked about last week. Along the bottom, you're going to notice that it will have your topics, science, social studies, English, math, arts and music, health, technology, and then you can also search. Today, we're going to go ahead and go to science. So I'm just going to click it at the bottom. And you can see here that there are lots and lots of topics for you to choose from. So if you wanted to show either an introduction to your science unit, you could do that. Um, I went ahead and clicked on space topics. And you can see that it brings up just about everything. Um, aliens, I don't know if you want to teach about that in the class, but there's Big Bang, there's constellations, eclipse. Um, you can go ahead and look at those. Something I like is this science unit. You can go ahead and click that. And a lot of schools have their curriculum by units. So this is a really handy, handy tool that you can use um, if you wanted to click on it. If I wanted to click on weather, it'll go ahead and load up. And you can go ahead and click on each of those topics. Remember that there are some free options through BrainPop 
and to fully watch all the movies and to take the quizzes. You do have to have a subscription, but there are a few things in here. So this is a nice little thing that you can use for in either introducing your science topic or maybe a quick review. Today, as we said, we're talking about science, and I want to talk a little bit about what's possible with technology in science, because we need to be careful. So the first possibility, and this is something I think many classrooms have been doing for quite a while with laptops, with uh, computer labs and such, is just getting some knowledge. So allowing kids to look for information about animals, about geology, about anything else in science, and it serves as a replacement for encyclopedias that I grew up on. But it doesn't offer much more than that. So that's the first level. The second level was, or is, replacement. You can see and do some things that you could do if you had a full lab, but you don't necessarily have access to those things. For example, you can dissect a frog on an app it's not as good as their physical ability to see it in action, but it is a nice replacement. It allows kids to experience things they can't necessarily experience in their own classroom, especially the elementary classroom where we don't have our own labs where we can do things that we can do in the higher grades. The last way we can use the iPad is for professional development for ourselves as teachers. So we can look at information, ideas, and professional development that can, can help us get a lot better. But to talk about all of this, today we have with us Dr. Krista Adams, that knows so much more than me about science. She teaches here at UNL science methods education at all levels, elementary, middle school, and secondary. So today I'm going to be talking about um, some apps that are geared for the sciences and specifically I have um, science in the life science, the physical science, and the earth science. And the first couple we're going to be looking at for life science is yeah. the Expedition White Shark and uh, Discovery Kids. This is the first app we're going to look at is Expedition White Shark. And this one is run by the Marine Conservation Science um, Institute. And Dr. Domier, fantastic man, um, he, he's already gotten in contact with us. I've, I've contacted him about um, how this uh, app is going to be used and move forward. But it, the app right now shows um, tagged sharks. So these are sharks that are out in the ocean. Um, this one, of course, is one of my favorite. It's Bite Face. Uh, here's a picture of Bite Face. And as I scroll down a little bit on this um, site, I can click my location. And the fantastic piece is I can find out where Bite Face has been in the last month, three months, and six months. And if you'll see here, you can see a nice little red line, and that's his location or where he's been. Um, if I scroll even closer to the um, coastline, okay, and as I scroll closer to the coastline, you'll see all these red fins. Now these are all shark attacks that have um, occurred along the coastline. And this one right here that I just touched, it's August um, 19th, 2003. Uh, it tells me the activity was surfing, where it was located and the out outcome. Well, this one was fatal. But um, anyway, um, this is enough to make me not want to ever go back to Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but the fantastic piece about here is, as I was saying, is Dr. Domier, he's updating this um, app on a regular basis. Uh, about two weeks ago, they were um, out in the Bahamas and they were tagging new sharks. And hopefully in the near future, we'll start to see um, uh, the fins show up and so we can start following the, the, the sharks on this side. He's also um, in contact with other um, research groups that have tagged sharks and hopefully by that time or in the future we'll start to see uh, more sharks than just the ones that he's tagged. Now the added piece is, and this is where I'm excited um, is this bit where connecting through Facebook uh, with the Marine Conservation Science Institute uh, we can actually talk to the scientists as they're collecting data. They will also tell us when uh, data has been uploaded incorrectly or um, things that they found out about their different sharks. So I love this um, app for really a long-term activity and students really getting to interact with science uh, in a more real-world um, um, application. And if you're really thinking of doing this, one of the best options is to create a Facebook account for the classroom. So kids don't have to create their own Facebook accounts and different schools have different regulations about that. And some kids will have them, but we still want to connect as a class. So create a class Facebook account and then uh, you can use all of these wonderful features. Yeah, okay. All right, well, um, there's more to this app. I would highly recommend downloading it. It's a, a, the 399 app, uh, but there's really a lot more features that we've not even touched. So the second app in, for life sciences, uh, we're building on this theme of sharks, and this one's by Discovery Kids. And this one is, um, one, it has some fantastic music. Uh, the pictures I have actually been enjoying. Uh, so it has shark features. So if you were to say you were using the um, uh, Expedition Great White, you can have the students and say, well, what about other apps? So we have um, um, types of sharks. So we could pull up this one right here. You just click on and it will um, give you specific information about the apps. Uh, if I push play, but I'm not going to push play for right here, so let's go back. Uh, where sharks live. So this is a really interesting because um, sharks do not all live in along the coast. Um, and just seeing where the sharks are going. Uh, a sticker scene. Come on. Um, every kid's going to love that. Sharks feeding. And of course shark features. And this one right here, like I said, this one, I kind of enjoyed this uh, part of the app. Okay, I need to hit play. All right, and then, okay, well, I'll just let it play. So it shows just a quick app um, picture of the uh, sharks moving, fantastic. Of course, with Discovery, you're talking about really fantastic pictures. And so then it pulls up after you watch this short little video. Um, I can click, I could take the camera and take a picture of the uh, specific uh, shark. And in just a second, it takes just a moment. So it tells me I pulled up a whale shark, or I took a picture of a whale shark, and then I flip it and it gives me some background information. So this one's really great to build on, like I said, the expedition um, 
white shark just to find out different things like this one, speed, size, food, since it's a whale shark, it's not your typical, what we think of as sharks. So. And this is great even without the expedition white shark because younger kids can just get some information about sharks, get some good data without the very complex features that uh, the expedition white shark has that, uh, that will probably appeal to fourth, fifth graders. This you can use, Discovery Kids, you can use with second graders, third graders very, very easily. Yeah. Is there a, an assessment option here? I'm not sure that it does. But um, the, the great thing with this piece right here is that um, as a teacher you can say, um, uh, choose a shark that you're really interested in and then create um, uh, a sheet to say, let's start here if, and get some basic information because again, you'll see pictures of them uh, moving in the videos um, and then maybe take it to the web or to um, any supplemental books that you can get from your library about sharks. So the next app that we're going to be looking at is for Earth Science, and this one is more of an interactive encyclopedia, and it's called Era of the Dino. And so what's special about this one? Why did you pick this one for Earth Science? Well, there are a lot of apps specifically dealing with um, the dinosaur. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go in, you can have the um, dinosaurs um, eating, they can be, um, you can get some little bit of information about how big they are. But what I liked about this app specifically was that it goes into more of the era, uh, talking about the Jurassic era, you know, Triassic, Cretaceous, um, and really getting at um, geology and the um, and earth science uh, concepts versus looking at dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are great for your first graders, kindergartners, mm -hmm. but this one you want the student to actually take away some a, a little more information and this one would be great for your fifth through maybe eighth grade um, um, class. And this one seems to be taking great features and incorporating it and what I love about it is it's, the images are very very sharp. They look photographic, although obviously it's not a photograph, right, right. but it looks very, very sharp, very, very uh, full of information in a way that takes the encyclopedia in many ways to the next level. So this app, this is um, the opening page, and as you can see here we have um, periods, uh, the pterosaurus, how do you say that? Pterosaurus. Pterosaurus! and dinosaurs. Okay, so you probably need to ask your first grader or second grader on how to pronounce all the uh, dinosaurs. So, you know, they're the experts. But anyway, so like I was telling you, um, this is great for your older uh, students. Um, here you can look at the Triassic period, the Jurassic period, the Cretaceous, and we can scroll down through it and it'll give you some information about um, the, in, in this situation, or this one, is the Cretaceous. Gives you the year up at the top uh, picture. And um, then we can click on the Triassic. Notice that the, um, the Earth is looking a little bit different. So and that's really my favorite feature when I saw this, is the Earth. Because you can see, 
Here it is in the Triassic, and look how it moves into the Jurassic and into the Cretaceous, and then you can compare it to today's Earth. And they start getting that sense of the continental drift exactly. that is really hard to imagine for most yeah. of us. Yeah, this would be a great one to start looking at uh, the plate tectonics and uh, continental drift and just um, the changing of the Earth. So then, of course, you can't have a dinosaur app without the dinosaurs. So the Pterosaurus, I can click on here. Um, they have all sorts of the different um, uh, Pterosaurs. Um, we can click on one. I'm not going to even pronounce it, but um, it gives us a little bit of an information. It tells us the wingspan, the length, um, its approximate weight, where did they find it? This one uh, was found in 1828 in, in England. And when was it, um, uh, when did it live? It was during the Jurassic, so. so. And then of course we can go in and look at the dinosaurs as well. So um, this one right here, um, they have them, this is nice, it's in alphabetical order. Um, my niece, her favorite uh, app was, or excuse me, her favorite app, her favorite dinosaur was the uh, Triceratops. So, oh, and he's not there, so we'll just click on Tyrannosaurus Rex. Another. And he's not there because these are carnivores. Oh, look and if at we that! Go to herbivores. Oh, even better. So this is really super fantastic. We have a lot of science um, coming, um, being shown here. We have uh, where we can really get into just um, talking about. Uh, um, predators and prey um, and and such like that. So here um, again, Tyrannosaurus rex. And Triceratops. There's Triceratops under herbivores. So anyway, um, in this one, I, I'm assuming it's free because um, it has here, if I want to go without the ads, full version. So, but I want to go ahead and show you that there is another app, of course, you know, even though I don't recommend this um, specifically for your older kids, but it's, it's a great one to just look at, is the Dinosaur Zoo. Now this one, um, uh, it's kind of neat because um, you have Admit One, so you actually have the, uh, uh, the, the um, ticket to get in. And this one, if you'll notice, this is, I love this, it's, it reacts to, to, the, to the student moving. If you'll notice, I'm making it come over here. Come on over here. Uh, I can go around. I can actually uh, click on the, uh, the, the plan so I can go to different places. Um, so I could click, let's just click on him. Let's see what he does. So um, he, yeah, he'll bite me, so. It's, it's a really great one for your younger kids. Um, and then you can, of course, click on the information and it'll give you a little bit of uh, background. Uh, like this one, he's a top predator. He's five meters, showing the human beside it. So it's a nice one to kind of start to gauge uh, how big these, um, these dinosaurs are. And this one, the nice thing about this one is it goes into not only your uh, predators and, and land uh, dinosaurs, but it goes into the, to the oceans as well. So these are two fan, uh, great apps to look at for dinosaurs. And, and then of course the geology, so. Last, we're getting to the physical science. Yes. And physical science has so much in it 
not that the others don't, but physical science has chemistry and physics and engineering and so many things. So you said you were going to talk about two apps that are very, very different from each other. Yes. Um, so I pulled one, the Science 360. Now, Science 360 could be used for almost any of your sciences, but it is a great app um, to look at. It's by uh, the NSF, uh, National Science Foundation. Um, and so it's completely free. Super fantastic um, uh, pictures, video, audio, um, and it's a great one to. It, I was saying that it might be a good one for Science Friday. You know, you you're wanting to just look at something in science, or just um, the student is really interested because they saw on the news. So that would be uh, a good one to look at. And then we have. This one happens in um, a lot of your middle school and sixth grade, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade students do a lot of um, building of bridges and testing the um, weights and things like that. Um, this one's called Bridge Basher. And um, it, it's a great way to test a, a, a theory on what their, uh, their bridge will look like and what will happen before they actually build their bridges. So um, th these are two great apps for um, looking at science. And something that came up as a question with when we're using apps that have a lot of movies in them, and I'm going back to the Science 360, when we do, we want to know as teachers, are we going to see anything? in there that we might not want third graders to see as part as movies. So what do you think about Science 360? Well, I, uh, one, I say because it's NSF, you know, of course that, that just covers everything. Um, but I do think that um, with Science 360 they do consider uh, who, who's going to be viewing these. And like I said, it is a free app. Um, and you will see some great um, pieces okay. through that. So, so we can trust as teachers that kids can go on it and there's not going to be a problem. Um, and, and that's a really great question and, and thought to think about because um, we do know that some of these apps, we don't know who's sponsoring them. And mm -hmm. since this, like again, it's the NSF and it is a government uh, uh, f um, foundation. Um, if you come across materials that are um, uh, questionable, I would definitely contact them because it is, um, like I said, it's government issued. So, um, but some of these other apps, I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you who uh, actually created them and sponsored them. Okay, great. So let's get to the apps. One of the things I love about Science 360 is that it really takes advantage of what the iPad can offer. Visually, it's fantastic. Um, so, uh, as I said, we were looking at physical science. Uh, this is a great app uh, or piece right here. And this one's looking at Newton's three laws. And pull it. Whether it's alignment stuffing a running back or a safety colliding with a wide receiver, all NFL defenders have a single-minded goal to stop the ball carrier. The object of making a tackle is you want to get the guy down and limit the amount of yards he's able to gain, especially after contact. When a tackle is performed correctly, it's not just a thing of defensive beauty. It's also an elegant depiction of Newton's third law of motion sometimes called the action-reaction law. 
I said um, one of the great things is it can um, demonstrate uh, different um, uh, parts or ideas in physical science, of course, biology, um, your life sciences, chemistry, um, and there were dinosaurs and things to that effect. But it's a really great way of just introducing a topic. So I can click on more. So if I wanted to look at astronomy, here's, if you'll notice, some of them have little arrows um, I'm not sure that we can see it on the screen, but if you can, those are for videos. And there's others that are just pictures going back to the dinosaur. With information, though. With, yes, and with um, information so you can scroll. The one that we just looked at, um, and of course I can star it, so if I want to find something specific and come back to it. Um, and again, here's for weather. Uh, I can click on for monkeys. Um, and really, we're getting away from just physical science, but like I said, it's really a great way to present science in general. So let's look at this one. This is a movie. This one says Ion Home. So talk to me about what's available. This is the screen for everything else so you can select right. it. So this would be? So if I wanted to make this my uh, favorite, one of my favorites, I can click on that. And that's really important because as a teacher, if you are looking through this vast array of uh, videos and pictures and information, and you want to show it to your class, or you want kids in your class to be able to access specific things, you've got to find a way to mark them because again, the selection is enormous, and yeah. kids can spend days just looking through them. So, um, and this right here, so there's, um, well, there's a button look, um, right here in the middle where I could probably um, share, but I push this one and it has, um, looks like a Lego um, bar, but if you look here, it gives us some related videos. So I could click on one of those and it would take me there. And then, of course, if I click this final um, piece right over here, um, brings me back to some of the information that uh, I can get, capture. And the sharing, you can share on Twitter, you can share on Facebook, or you can email the link to another student. So, theoretically, if I'm the teacher, I found some sources. If I've got my students on a Twitter feed, they can find it. If not, I can email it to them and then they can click and find it right. or I can share it with other teachers. Right. So anyway, this one would be a great one to, to move beyond. So here's, here's a nice one for uh, frictionless motion observed in water. So I can click. A very well known topic taught mostly in kindergartens. I could not <laughs> resist. Yes. Okay. And this is Bridge Basher. And what I like about this is this is an app that doesn't just allow you to, to look at science and experiment, and it's very playful, but also because it's a great problem solving. Yeah, um, so um, a lot of your um, fifth through eighth grade um, curriculum um, often have students creating a bridge and testing um, what happens once you start adding uh, weight to the uh, bridge. A lot of times when you're doing this, you also, the teachers will um, give out materials and the materials cost money as well, kind of get the whole experience of, of um, creating materials and creating a, a product. And that's what I like about this app right here, because up along the top, as I uh, add a piece, one piece to the, um, well, as I add something to the, to the bridge itself, 
um, it tells me how much it costs. And so this is built into this. So I, I'm going to just quickly make a bridge. It's not going to be a great bridge. Um, so I have my bridge. Now what I can do, I can click on this. I can save it, load it. So close that. Or I can test it out. And what you'll see here, so I have, it says uh, destroying your bridge, which of course, that's great. I'm going to destroy my bridge. I'm going to use um, these weights. And um, it tells me joint weights, hang them from your bridge joints and see how many weights it takes. Kind of the activity behind a bridge um, when you build a bridge. But then I can test it. So let's begin our test. So let me add my weights. Okay, you're, oh, oh great. Kids will really like this. Your bridge really sucks. Um, total weight's three, most on a single join is one. So they're, they're testing out an idea and determining will it work. And of course, now this is in a perfect world, in the ideal world, um, and it might not happen. So they may pick, um, create the perfect um, bridge on this uh, app but find that um, in the real world it doesn't happen. And so there would be a great teaching moment. You start going, well, why, is, why did it work on the app and why does it not work here in, um, in, in, in real life? So there's a lot of things that you can build off of this. Besides just building the bridge, you can start looking at um, the physics behind um, uh, the um, building of the bridge and, um, and what, the engineering and the engineering yes exactly so this um, and I believe if we have on here so we have some um, ball test untested so there's um, different tests so it would keep up with what you're doing um, but you might also have um, some mathematical equations to test out things um, and do it in a uh, in an ideal situation versus the other. So this one is a ball test. Um, there's the word test. So it sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will destroy your bridge. Just sit back and see if your bridge can withstand all the word trains. So that's kind we got to see that one. Yeah. Okay. So light. No. Boy, my word train, yeah, okay, where is it gonna say you really suck? Okay. Oh, good job! Yeah. How are you liking kindergarten so far? <laughs> so, uh, I do like that it uh, has a sarcastic feel to it. Very appropriate for your uh, middle school age students. They do love those. So, the ball test, uh-oh. And it always compares it to the straight bridge. So yes. whatever you create is compared to the straight bridge. Okay. Fast forward. Oh, there we need. So I got to add the. Okay, playtime is over. So I mean, this is really um, an, uh, a great interactive um, app. Okay. So you could email your bridge. And the email of the bridge is really important because then you can show your teacher exactly what you've created and that way you can share the results.
Yeah. And this would be also, I think this would be a great way to reach out to parents. A lot of times you're looking for ways to say, hey, what are we doing in the classroom? And the kids will be excited. I mean, and they're, they're going to laugh about um, their bridge, but they're going to take it seriously. So your groups are going to become very competitive. Then you'll say, hey, let's share it with, um, with your parents. And so we can put in email um, addresses and, and such to that effect. Okay. Okay. Okay, I want to share one more app, and this is an app that's a little bit science, a little bit social studies, a little bit engineering, and this is the Apollo app, and this is an app from NASA, and it's right in front of me, but the great thing for me is that it incorporates a lot of the original sources from the Apollo program, so it has audio recordings, it got sp it's got pictures, it's got original documents from that era, and so there's a lot of information for anybody who's interested in space and interested in that classic era of exploration from the social science side, but also from the science and engineering side, because you can do the same kind of thinking that they did then and look at the physics of it, at all of the calculations that went into it and all of the thinking that went into sending a people to the moon. What age range would you say this is for? I think this starts in fourth grade. I think before that it's going to be really hard to do anything substantial with it, but you can as a teacher share some of those pictures, some of those audio, even with younger kids, but of course you'll have to scaffold a lot more their understanding. That's great. One thing I want to talk about, and we're not going to show a lot of it today, but it's called Video Science. And it's kind of along the same lines as the Science 360 that we showed earlier, but this one actually has a search feature. And you can go in, you can search a certain experiment, and you can show that experiment to your classroom, which is nice if you don't have the materials or the resources to do that in your classroom for every student. So this is a nice one. Um, it's not as graphically pleasing as the Science 360, but I did want to mention it because I do find value in it. So today we talked about science, and that was fun. Yes. And Dr. Krista Adams really helped us understand this, and we hope to have more guests as time goes on. Next time, we want to focus a little bit about math. Not everybody's favorite subject, <laughs> but really there are some fantastic things about math, both for practice and for actually teaching concepts. So we're going to get a little bit into that next time. And if you have any questions, any requests, please don't hesitate to write to us. And we'll have our email address available on iTunes U and on our website. So please come visit and ask as many questions as you can. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.